0: We'll pick up from where we uh, left off on uh, Sunday. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you all have an abandoned ship. (laughs) That's right, that's exactly right. People all, I've heard, had people ask me, you know, questions like about, uh, was it, parachuting or what's that? You know, they, huh? No, no, parachuting, where they jump out of airplanes. Skydiving, that's what we call it. And my response always is, why well, I want I jump out of a plane, nothing's wrong with it? That don't make any sense. Planes going along, nothing's wrong with it? I'm gonna stay on the, on the plane. Now, if something goes wrong on the plane, they say grab a parachute and get out. then okay, maybe we'll, th- we'll think about that. But, uh, but as long as this thing is working, <laughs> So since the kingdom is working, I'm gonna stay in it. Amen. Hebrews two, verse one. Do you have that? Okay, let's read that. In fact, uh, this media, can you can you do chapter four, chapter one, and then move to chapter to chapter two? No, okay, it's a little hard, this new system, I'm not sure how it works that. But I want to read chapter 1 and verse 14, then we'll go to chapter 2 and verse 1. Alright? Okay. Chapter 1 and verse 14 says this, and let's read it together. Ready? Read. Are they not all ministering spirit sent forth to minister for those who will inherit the, So there's two groups of people, or two groups, in this verse right here. The first one, are they, now who's that first group? Well, who are they though? I mean, the angels. So are not the angels, if you read all of chapter one, are not the angels, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those, or well who are the those? Those who inherit salvation, but it's us. So there's two groups in this verse, all right? So they, the angels, are sent forth to minister for us. There, those those fellows are ministering fellows, fellows. They're, they're all male. Heard Dad talking about that the other night. Some people had this old doctrine about these female angels, all that kind of stuff like that. It doesn't exist. It's all all heresy. Uh, these fellows are all they are all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for us. They're working on our behalf. Our job. Remember, we made that face to face with God, we just focus on Him. That's all we do. Focus on Him. He has those angels out there ministering for us. Now now let's go to chapter 2 and verse 1, please. Chapter 2 and verse 1. Ready? Read. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Lest we drift away. Away all right, Father God tonight thank you for the word We thank you for each person that's gathered in this place We even thank you for those who are watching online Right now and those who may watch uh, Sometime later We ask that God you uh, give us Grant us Lord wisdom Understanding Open our eyes to see Open our ears to hear And we open our hearts That we may receive the word of God We enlarge our hearts tonight We open ourselves to receive from you Lord We know that, Father, it's your earnest desire for us to prosper. It's your earnest desire for us to receive and manifest the kingdom. And so I'm asking tonight that you grant these, your your precious people, whatever we need to receive and manifest the kingdom of God. Speak from this word. We thank you in advance for it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. All right, so therefore we must give the more earnest heed. Remember in chapter 2, or chapter 1, verse 14, two groups, right? Y'all with me? The angels, which are ministering spirits, and us, the ones who inherit or receive salvation. So then chapter 2 says, therefore the angels must really take heed to what they're doing. Huh? Therefore the angels must you know sharpen themselves and you know go go through training again to make sure they know what they're doing. Therefore the angels must go and make sure you know they, they don't drift away and you know rebel. So the on us O-N-U-S, is on us. That's that's good. That's very good, Tamma, Thank you. The onus is on us. The, the impetus, this, the, the responsibility. The weight is on us. If they're programmed by God to make sure we receive our inheritance. Man, this is good already. Thank you, Holy Ghost. They are programmed to make sure they are under divine orders. Um, in, in Psalm... Uh, number 103 down there in verse, give me verse uh, uh, 19 and 20 please. Psalm 103 verse 19 and 20. Glory to God, you'll see something here that's that's critical. It says here, the Lord has established his throne in heaven and his kingdom rules over all. His kingdom rules over all. Now watch this. Bless the Lord you his those ministering spirits who excel in strength come on. Everybody with me here? Who do his word. Heeding the voice or the sound of his word. They are programmed to do this. Are you hearing me? They are under strict orders. Glory to God. To attend to you. Man. They have. Now there are some. You know there are different angels, warrior angels, and so forth, under Gabriel and um, under Michael and messenger angels under under Gabriel and so forth. But but you have personal angels that are assigned to you. Who it is there? um, uh, Go go to Psalm 91. Psalm 91. I'm just just showing you this here real quick. I I know you know this, but I'm just tying it into what we're talking about here. Y'all are all deep and spiritual and. Full of the word, Psalm ninety-one, verse eleven, says, "For He gives His angels charge over you, huh? Yes, to keep you in all your ways." So these angels from Hebrews one fourteen, I'm, I'm still dealing with that. That's why we're here. From Hebrews Hebrews one fourteen, these angels are under strict orders. He gives them charge. They have the char- They are charged with. They are commissioned, uh, in military guys. Y'all understand that when you when you when you receive your commission or you receive your duty, your orders. That's the word y'all get. Your orders. You can't you can't say, well, no, I'm not going to Fort Benning. I'm going to Fort Stewart. Mm, it doesn't work that way, cuz. No, I I don't want to be an MP. I want I want to be an IT. IT. No, it doesn't work that way. You are under orders. Okay, so these angels are under orders, they have orders over you to keep you, oh thank you Holy Spirit, in all your ways. Now, it goes on to say, verse verse 12, goes on to say that they uh, bear you up in their hands, in verse 12, uh, unless you dash your foot against a stone. Now, that's good. Now, so we think, we think, y'all with me? We think just purely protection, okay? When I'm traveling down the street, they're protecting me. We think when we're going to work, they're protecting me. We're thinking, you know, only, and this is good, this includes that. I'm not telling you you're wrong that when we're home and we're sleeping, you know, angels watching over me all night long. All night, all day, angels watching over me, my Lord. Y'all know that, right? So you're not wrong. You're not inaccurate. You're just inadequate in your understanding of these angels. Because when you go back to verse 11, when it says he gives, he gives his angels charge over over you, over you, charge to keep you in all your ways. Now let's add to that uh, Exodus 20. Uh, three, I believe it is, and verse twenty. I believe. Let's 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 let's. We're taking a wild guess at it. Yeah, Exodus twenty-three, verse twenty. Notice the operation of these angels. Yeah, come on. Behold, I send an angel before you to keep you in the way and to bring you into the place. So the angels aren't just oh Jesus. They're not just protecting you where you are. They're protecting you to get you where you're going. They have the divine order, the divine responsibility to make sure you get to your destination. They To make sure you get to your expected end. And they better not ever. And remember, these angels, just like we learned, Jacob showed us. We saw with Jacob, and Jesus taught. it happened with Jesus Day. These angels ascend and descend. Every day they're ascending and descending. And you best bet these angels better not ascend to heaven, report to God, and have missed their assignment. They better not have missed their assignment. And they they know better than that. They know better. So the angels are never falling off their jobs. They are never falling short. They are never half-heartedly doing an assignment. So the onus is on us. Back in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore, since the angels are not going to miss their assignment. Since these guys are sitting around waiting for you to give them something to do. Since these angels are sitting there, they're waiting. Okay, we're going to get you there. Let's go. Let's go. And every time, he says, so look, make sure you give any heat so that you don't drift away. Because if you drift away, now these guys gotta go back and sit down. They're getting restless, man. Come on. Look. They, they, I mean, they, they, I don't know, you know, they might be asking God for reassignment. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, we keep starting and stopping, starting and stopping. We keep going and one step forward and two steps back. They even use that as their, their little moniker. They sing that song. Two steps forward and three steps back and four steps forward. And you know, they 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 keep saying that, and you know, and sir, they're blaming you. Yeah, they're blaming me. Yeah, remember your word said the foolishness of man perverts his ways and in his heart he frets against the Lord. That means that if we're not getting there, it's not God's fault, it's not the angels' fault. It'll be our fault. It's on us. But we are not of those. I said we are not of those who draw back. Yeah, we're not in that crowd. Come on, say that, we're not in that crowd. (laughs) our angels are going ahead of us. They're preparing the way for us, making sure everything is right, getting everything in order, and we're not going to frustrate those guys. (laughs) Praise God. Glory to God. We're moving forward. So therefore, we must give, go back to Hebrews 2, verse 1, please, thank you. Therefore, we must give more earnest heed the more earnest he to the things we heard have heard lest we drift away. Glory to God. So we're going to be faithful. Man, I'm way ahead of myself here. I'm trying to go back and get some of these notes to you here. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now I want to go back and look at a scripture that we saw on Sunday. 2 John chapter 1, verse 8. Second John chapter 1, verse 8. I want to make sure we keep our angels... Uh, on duty, um, keep them excited, keep them interested, keep them from getting bored, keep them from getting frustrated, <laughs> praise the Lord. Second John chapter 1 and verse 8 says, look to yourselves, who? Yourself. All right, look to yourselves, that was a challenge on Sunday, right? Yes. We're, not, we're not listening to the message on Sunday and tonight thinking about everybody else we can think of. And I know, like somebody said, you know, today in prayer, it's hard to not think of somebody else. That's why I had to keep saying, this is for you. Because we can all think of somebody else, man. They need to hear this word right here. All right? But you're the one hearing it. I'm the one hearing this word. So I need to look to myself that I do not lose those things I've worked for. I've been working for some things. He said, lose those things. <laughs> I don't want to lose those, no things. I lost things in the world. I lost things being stupid. I lost things thinking I was being smart. Yes. Yes. He says, we don't lose those things we work for, but that we may receive a full reward. God is a reward of God. And he has full reward for us. It goes back to uh, us uh, Inheriting salvation, us obtaining an inheritance. Us being, according to Colossians 1:13, partakers of the inheritance of the saints, in the light. okay? So we want to receive a full reward. Now I want to get Second John, please, media, chapter one and verse seven through 9. Second John, chapter one, there's only one chapter, right? So verses seven through nine in the message translation. So uh, focus on the screen here, Second John chapter 1, verse 7 through 9 in the message translation says this there are a lot of smooth talking charlatans loose in the world smooth talkers
1: hey
0: there you who refuse to believe now smooth talking don't mean they got to have a deep voice and you know wavy hair Smooth talking would imply they have persuasive speech. They make a good argument. They've they've gone and they've studied the history books. They've dug up the book of Enoch. I'm I'm messing with, with some of your friends and your family here. They've gone and dug up the book of Enoch. found all these lost books. Mm. See, y'all books don't include this. We found the truth in our book. Smooth talking, because they, they they'll give you days like you don't see, you don't realize that in 16 B.C. it was so and they don't have like numbers and stuff and you you're like, wow, 16 wow, that must be true. You said 16 B.C. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Smooth-talking charlatans loose from the world who refuse to believe that Jesus Christ was truly human, a flesh and blood human being, give them their true title, deceiver, antichrist. Wow. Verse 8, verse 8. And be, watch this, and be very careful around them. Huh? You don't need to be engaged in all these conversations with, with these people. See, because, because what happens is you can, you can infuse just a little lie into a whole lot of truth. And the Bible says a little leaven leavens the lump. I always hear dads talked about you know, rat poison. Rat poison is 99% Uh, corn only 1% strychnine that's all it takes to kill a rat so he says so be very careful around them so you don't lose out on what we've worked so diligently in together I like to believe we've been working together this is John talking to those churches he's saying look we've been working on something here haven't we this is what John said. Hey, we've been working on something. Hey, Church of Italy, we've been working on something. You know. That's what I want to believe. That we, you and I, these years, we've been working on something. I mean, I know where we used to be five years ago, Tamara, and ten years ago, and fifteen years ago, and we ain't hardly know nothing. We've been working on something. Look at what you know now. Come on now. Look how far we've come. So I don't want us to lose what we've worked so diligently in together. I want you to get every reward you have coming to you. Now watch this. Watch this. This is this is critical. Anyone who gets so progressive in his thinking That he walks out on the teaching of Christ walks out on God. And isn't it interesting how people today are so progressive in their thinking oh I've been enlightened. I've come to a new, a higher level of truth. (laughs) Deep, you know um you you play baseball when you're when you're when you hit a ball and you uh, hit a hit a, a double double means you're going to what base second base it's possible to overrun second base if you overrun second base that second baseman or the shortstop boom can tag you right out touch the base why because you overran you left the place of safety because you overran in your zeal. You gotta, so we, we got to teach him how to slide in. So you slide into safety. So here, what happens is he says, "You anyone who gets so progressive in his thinking that he walks out on the teaching of Christ, in other words, you ran right past Christ and all your liber- liberality and all your you know, uh, new age, and oh, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been studying a lot of YouTube preachers, and I, it's, you know, this new guy that's out there, and this, you know, they, this new stuff. Come on now. Charlatans. Smooth talkers. Toothy. Ding. Got the 4K I'm just telling you, it was smooth. Beautiful graphics in the background. You're like, whoa, wow, wow, wow. Walks out on on Christ, walks out on God. He said, but whoever, but whoever, I hope I have some whoever's in here, but whoever stays with the teaching. I'm going to stay with the teaching. You can come with all kinds of new doctrines and new stuff all you want to and then pass that pass up. I, I learned something different. You know, I was, I'm going to move on because, you know, I think I've outgrown your teaching. I'm going to stay with the teaching. He said, whoever does that stays faithful to both the Father and the Son. That means that there, there are some people who they remain faithful to the Father, but not to the Son. Well, if Jesus said, if if you don't have you can't get to the father but by me. So we you thinking you this
1: is This is what I Verse uh, oh, that was
0: verse nine. Nine is included. Okay, good. Remains faithful to the Father and the Son. So our admonishment. It's to stay faithful. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Glory. To not become so progressive that we progress past Jesus Christ. Because wow. I want you to notice again here what it says here, that, that your progressive thinking will cause you to lose out. Yes. <laughs> right. In not in it interesting? One of the, the hottest moving groups in America is the progressives. You're talking in the area, area of politics. You hear that, the progressives. One of, one of the biggest... Uh, uh, People in this movement, this young lady just elected in the, in the Congress here in uh, 2016, this Ocasio-Cortez, young lady out of, out, of, out of New York. You know, she's one of the lead faces of the progressives. And the whole idea about progressives is we have our own new ideas. It's man's ways to solve man's problems. It's the absolutely ex God totally out of the equation out of society. We want all of, our, uh, all of our civil liberties such that we have no conservative idea, no conservative agenda. We, have, we want no God in it whatsoever because we have the idea on how to fix us. And listen, if it didn't work for Adam and Eve, fixing them, it won't work for us today. But you, you become progressive. So he says be careful about that. Y'all with me here tonight? So what we got to do is make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we increase our discernment. That we become spiritual. One of the things that I, I confess over, over you all as a church, as us as a whole church, is that we are, we are a church full of spiritual people. That's one thing I confess every day, that we are a church full of spiritual people. Spiritual. Then the Bible says because uh, uh, the, the, these things are spiritually discerned, the things of God are spiritually discerned. So we have to be spiritual people to discern spiritual things. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Watch this. To to have to become a spiritual church, to be spiritual people, you need spiritual leadership. Hmm. Huh. You you. You have to have leadership, one. We got so many people, they're so progressive, I don't need a pastor. They're real progressive, I don't need no pastor. Long as I got Jesus, you're so progressive. Oh no, I learned, I've, I've, I've come to my own revelation light now, I don't really need no, I don't need no man or woman or God, I just is there. I don't there, I don't need organized religion. You know what everybody say? I don't need an organized religion. Well, great. We're not an organized religion. We're in an organized relationship. You want organized religion? Go over to Hinduism. Go over to Buddhism. You want go 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 over to Islam? You want organized religion? Go to the Catholic Church. You want organized religion? But we're is yeah. Yeah, they can tell you how many Hail Marys are doing. Everything that's that's organized. No, we're we're talking about spiritual people. Glory to God. So you got to have leadership first of all. So I don't want anybody caught up in this in this uh, uh, ignorant. Uh, modern day mentality that we can just you know just coexist you know by ourselves and, you know we just or just exist and we don't need any kind of leadership over us well that's the way God designed it so how are you gonna get out of it then you gotta make sure when you do have leadership you have spiritual leadership because if you have if you have carnal leadership you're gonna be a carnal person everybody understand what I mean by carnal Carnal, they're, 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 everybody on this planet is one of three levels. You're either natural, carnal, or spiritual. Natural means you're unsaved. Carnal means you're saved, but you haven't renewed your mind. Or you're spiritual, which means you, you are saved and you've, you've begun renewing your minds of the things of God. And in reality, a, a natural person and a carnal person act the same way. They live the same way. Come on, tell the truth. Tell the truth. Any of y'all remember, remember back when you was carnal? You ain't got to go back to natural. I'm talking about. Remember, you was carnal, yes, saved, but it's still a mess because I was still carnal. Was, oh, oh, oh! I don't know. We don't do that. <laughs> oh, I, oh, oh! That changed. Okay, my bad. <laughs> or, or, oh! I knew we didn't do that, but I've not yielded to the spirit. Still carnal, sold under sin, fleshly. But we need to be spiritual people. Is this helping y'all tonight? So, spiritual people, we got to have spiritual leadership. Go to uh, Ephesians 4. Look at Ephesians 4 and verse 11, please. Y'all know that one pretty, pretty well, I'm, I'm sure. Ephesians 4, verse 11 through 14. So, God knew this, so look what He did for us. And he himself, he being uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, right, gave some to be what? Apostles. apostles. Keep going. Some prophets. Come on. And? And? So we call this the fivefold ministry, right? So apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Keep going, verse 12. For the equipping of the saints, that word equipping uh, in the kingdom, of, I think you use the word perfecting. Perfecting. So, equipping is, is the, the Greek word, if I remember correctly, katartizo, which is, which is equipping. It means to perfect, it means to finish off what was, what was begun. Okay? So, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, building up of the body of Christ, keep going, please, till we all come. To the unity of the faith. Do you think the church has reached the unity of the faith yet? No, No, so it looks like we still need these guys, don't we? And gals, guys and gals. I'm not trying to imply it's all male here. Angels are all male. But the fivefold, male and female. Right? So till we all come to the unity of the faith, so we still need the fivefold. And of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man, perfect being mature or complete. Man to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Notice we we are growing up here. Now, watch verse 14, please. That we should no no longer, no longer be children. So the Holy Ghost understands when you get saved, you start out as a child. Right? We're born again. Just like this young man was born, he's born a child. This young lady is born, she's a child. I mean, I call them young men, young ladies, you know, I'm just giving them respect. But they, they're children. So in, in our walk with the Lord, we are born as children. And notice what happens to children if you remain children. Children get tossed. And what's, what's so freaky about it is that it's normally the children who want to talk about how mature they are. Yeah. Come on, sir. I'm talking about spiritually here. Oh, yeah, I got a new revelation. You know, I'm, I'm mature in, in the Lord. And, they, and they, they different church every six months. A different denomination every, every two and a half years. They went from Baptist to Kojic to Methodist to Pentecostal to Lutheran. Then they, went to, they tried Jehovah's Witness and now they're going, they going, they going all everywhere now. Then they're in their maturity. I'm enlightened. Yoga on the weekend, right? They, they got a Zen garden in their backyard. Trying to do feng shui in their living room. They got the living room set up a certain way. And they want to tout their maturity. And yet the Bible says these are children. Boy, this, this isn't what I really want to teach. This is, this is, I'm just introducing here. Children are tossed to and fro, carried about. Carried about. I'm going to show you this in the other translation. Carried about with every wind of doctrine. Every time somebody blow another little little doctrine. (sighs) Oh, this. We learn about angels. (sighs) Now I'm I'm going to the angel church over here now. (laughs) See, y'all don't know about the angels in y'all church. I got to go over here with the angel church. huh. y'all laughing. <laughs> spiritual Warfare, ooh, I gotta run to the Spiritual Warfare Church. Ooh, see, y'all are, y'all don't have enough power. I gotta go to the Spiritual Warfare Church because we fighting demons, as demons keep coming sit in my car when I'm driving, and a demon came and laid in my bed with me at night, and this demon in the picture, every time I move, the demon, the eyes was looking at me on the picture. I was riding on the street, and the moon was following me. I knew it was a demon. It was a, I bind binding you, moon devil. You moon. You, you, it's, it's doctrines. It's doctrines. You're laughing, but I'm telling you, I've been in church 47 years. This is what's been happening. doctrine, every wind of doctrine, every time a new one blow in. Oh, I got to get over here and get to this one over here now. Now they so confused <laughs> by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. Men have plotted, planned out things. I want to look at this same verse, verse 14, please. Verse 14 in the easy to read version. Let's make it easy to read. Everybody say easy to read. Easy to read. All right, let's see if we can better understand it here. Just naturally naturally speaking here. Then that means if we got these apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, which their job is not to preach you happy. Their job is to preach you stable. To preach you stable. That's what apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers do. It's to guide you and and keep you stable. (laughs) That's good. Then, because here's the result. Then we will no longer be like babies. Didn't say children, it said babies here, D. Babies. We will not be people who are always changing like a ship that the waves carry one way and then another. That's the phrase I want you to see here. Like a ship that the waves carry one way and then another. Drifting. The waves are in charge. We will not be influenced by every... New teaching we hear from people who are trying to deceive us, those who make clever plans and use every kind of trick to fool others into following them the wrong way. There are people like that. Yes. was a good trick to get people to follow them the wrong way. So there's a wrong way. And then there's a right way. Jesus said in John 14, he said, I am the way. Verse six, the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There are not several ways to God. There are not many ways to God. He said, I am the. The is is a definite article. Is that what y'all call that? Y'all teachers in here? Definite article? I am the way. Not a way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You can't get any more definite than that. So notice that here it says carrying the, uh, changing like a ship that the waves carry one way and then another. Now I want to bring, bring to your remembrance again that definition of the word drift. I gave you that Sunday from the Cambridge English Dictionary. Think about that in, re, in relation to this verse. Drift means to move slowly especially as a result of outside forces with no control over direction so that ship is being tossed by the waves one way and another that ship that's meant to navigate through the waves that ship that's meant to be to be driven uh, by man is being controlled by the wind with no control no over direction over where it's going Are y'all seeing that here? All right. But I'm speaking tonight that we're not those people. We're not those people, are we? We're not children. We're not babies. We're not being tossed all the time. We're not seeking out bold new revelation, wisdom from somewhere else. We're established in the present truth present truth. This is present truth. Glory to God. You don't need some new truth. This is the present truth right here. His truth endures forever. Alright, Hebrews 2 verse 1. Hebrews 2 verse 1. Hallelujah. Therefore we must give. Remember because those angels there, those guys are ministering for us, right? So we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. And I share with you on Sunday, <coughs> excuse me, that, uh, you know, how, how sadden I am when I'm, I'm seeing people drift away. People drifting from this church, and that's not the worst part of it. Because, like I said, you don't have to eat at, you know, a fine restaurant. You can eat at fast food, it's, a, it's your choice. But People are drifting and not eating anywhere. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, the Bible said there'd be a falling away. Yeah, I know there'd be a falling away, but I'm not happy about it. I'm not like, well, oh well. You don't want anybody to fall away. I mean, if it's going to be a fall away, let it be some strangers. I don't, I don't know how, I don't have any clue who they are. I didn't even know, they, I didn't even know they, they were saved to begin with. Let it, you know what I'm saying? Let it be those ones I had no clue. I didn't know they were saved, Lord. But not folk that I know been walking with the Lord. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years walking with the Lord, and then you get crazy? That's, so imagine how God feels. Come on, D. Come on. Now, so we share with this with you Sunday again about drifting. And that drifting is not sudden, but it's a gradual movement away from a fixed point. It's a gradual movement away from a fixed point. And the, the dangerous part about drifting is that many more people are drifting and they're just not aware of it. And so we preach Sunday, catch yourself. Catch yourself. Tell able your neighbor, catch yourself. Catch yourself. Found, found ourselves using that all the time. Just catch yourself. Hey, 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 catch yourself. <laughs> right? Somebody start speaking out of, you know. Hey, catch yourself. Ain't going to be too much of that. Now, I gave you three reasons for drifting. Why a ship, think, I want you to really think modern day too, why a ship with all that engine power would be driven by the wind. Like that ship that was out out there last week on the coast of Norway. Off the coast of Norway, all four engines failed. Low oil, is that what it was? What? I didn't even read this. I didn't read this. Okay. Came out today. So on a ship, on a cruise ship, that they know how far they're going. Somebody on the checklist... Skip right past, make sure we got enough oil. Because there's because there's no there's no Walmart to stop by out there in this ocean. You can't you can't, you can't call a Texaco, you know, have them bring it. It ain't like that. So somebody just forgot the oil and the engines did what what they're supposed to do, shut themselves down to keep them from busting, from overheating. Remember the story of the, of the five wise virgins and the five foolish virgins? The Bible said there were five wise and five foolish. The, the difference one, what made one, one group wise and one group foolish was the foolish ones didn't take enough oil. They didn't take any extra oil to last through the night when they were waiting for the bridegroom to open the door. Hey, make sure you have enough oil. You gotta check your oil. I mean, that's basics right there, isn't it? I would think on a ship, you know, that's kind of like basic. Somebody had to get fired. There's going, some heads had to roll off that right there. My goodness. So you gotta have oil. Now, for us, oil represents the anointing, the Holy Spirit, the oil of joy, the oil of gladness. You got to make sure you have plenty of that. All right. I don't want to get off base here. All right. So we said drifting was caused by three things. I gave you one, a, a failure to abandon the world. Number two, failure to abstain from evil. And number three, failure to add to your faith. I want to go back over those real quick. Y'all have time. Now, so, so in other words, to avoid engine failure, to use the present terms, you have to, number one, abandon the world. Everybody say, abandon the world. Abandon the world. All right. Ephesians 4.17. I want to put that on the screen for you real quick. Let's just read one verse. Not all those verses. Ephesians 4.17. Hallelujah. It says, this I say, therefore, testifying the Lord, that you should, what? No longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind or in, in the, in the um, emptiness or vainness of how they think. Of their mind, they're talking about of that culture. That's what when you read about culture, culture is, is referencing a mindset. It's a certain way the world acts and thinks. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it's all about culture, it's all about how you think. So we are supposed to have a different type of mindset or a different culture than the world has. We're supposed to be counterculture to the world. I read an article yesterday that they were talking about how uh, Deacon Gershom, this is gonna bother you um, like it bothered me. They talked about how uh, uh, these various suit companies are struggling, they're saying, because uh, men aren't wearing suits anymore. So their stocks, you know, they're kind of speculating that these companies may not, they have to kind of really change how they do because they're saying guys, even out in the corporate or environment, are starting, they, they talk about one guy, talk, he's a CEO, and he says he, he goes to work with lululemon pants, I didn't know really what that was, but like yoga pants or something, Lululemon pants, sneakers, and a blazer. And I'm like, you know, they, they said because we want to be more casual, you know, and, and I saw that and I said the devil is alive. When I saw that, I said, I'm going, I'm going to step my game up even more. Because if that's the way the culture's going, i got to go the opposite way. Are you all hearing what I'm saying? The, I'm, I'm really just telling you now, you may not like this, you may, this may freak you out, whatever, but, but the, the, whatever direction they're going, if they're getting more casual, don't you take your lightning fast mind self and get more casual with them? You are the opposite of them. Y'all don't like that. No, no, no. I like I like how Kylie. You know, I'm gonna a dress down like Kylie. I don't even know who Kylie is. This is a name out here. I hear. Whatever. No, no, no. They're in the entertainment industry. You're not here to entertain, You're in the kingdom. I thought I might, I might have to start putting on uh, slacks and a blazer every day. I, I thought I don't, I don't I, you know, kind of, I'm working with this here uh, Tyrone, cause I don't want to go that culture. However they operate, we need to go to complete opposite direction. So we have to, let me just oh man, I don't want to get stuck. We got to abandon. He says, therefore, he says, don't test, I, I want you to no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind. However they think, you, you walk the opposite way. Because he said this, it's futile. They do this because they think it's going to bring them some how, things are going to turn out a certain way. And he's saying that's futile. It's going to turn out the opposite of how, the, how they're trying to get it to turn out. Right. Glory to God. So we must live countercultural lives. Countercultural lives. Now, uh, number two, we said what we got to do then is abstain from evil. Tell your neighbor abstain from evil. Just looking, my eyes say abstain. abstain. Now, in politics, when somebody says abstain, they're talking about uh, I'm not going to vote. If if a, if a bill were brought before Congress and and the congressman from Florida would say, "Hey, I abstain," that means he's not voting. Or some uh, 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 case came before the Supreme Court, and you got what nine Supreme Court justices, right? Right. Y'all, it's nine. I knew it was nine. I'm just trying to get y'all to go along with me, okay? We on camera, okay? It's nine. <laughs> okay? And I believe right now we we, when I say we conservatives, uh outrank five to four on finally on the Supreme Court, which is great. That means we can get some stuff done in our favor. Thank you, Jesus. Um but if one of our conservatives abstains, then nothing happens because you can have a deadlock vote. But I'm not talking about that. I don't want you to abstain from voting, I want you to vote. I'm talking about I want, I want you to have an opinion. And your opinion is not really your opinion, your opinion is what God says. And so what God says, if God calls it good, then I call it good. And if God calls it evil, then I call it evil. Come on now. That means listen y'all gonna get mad and I'm gonna get all nasty letters from all my all our viewers. That means that means even in two thousand nineteen, even if they've legislated something and called it good, if God calls it evil, then I still call it evil. And what I'm going to do is make sure I abstain from it. Right. Right. Now you can throw it. You can name all your own little sins. You can name all your own little. There's a whole bunch of stuff that you know they call good. But what I'm talking about is is you and I have to abstain from it. We got to stay away from it. Um, abstain so we don't. We're not stained by it. Because sin stains us. Come on, right? I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. <laughs> right? The blood that, by, by the blood we lose all guilty stain. Right. But so we need to make sure we don't go back out there and keep staining ourselves with what we should be abstaining from. Oh, boy. 1 Thessalonians 5.22. Throw it on the screen for me, please. Abstain from every form of evil. Every form of it. Every form form of it. Every form of it. <laughs> Every form of it. That means they can have even all kind of forms. Well this ain't that. This is over this is a little different over here. No, I'm staying from that, that form too. See if you do it this way you don't you don't hurt nobody. Just just you. Just, just you nobody nobody but you. No I'm staying from that. That's, that's just another form of that. Your King James says, instead of former, it says appearance. In other words, if something looks like it's evil, just, hey, abstain from it. No, nope. that I means you got to be able to go, Um, no. I'm not, not, not going to go with that. Amen? First Peter 2, verse 11. Here's why. 1 Peter 2, verse 11. Watch this. This will help you right here. Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. So when we allow ourselves to get involved in fleshly lusts, and don't just think sex when I, when I say fleshly lusts, because fleshly lusts can involve a whole lot of junk. You name it, you claim it, abstain from it, okay? Okay. <laughs> Well, the problem is they war against the soul. They get your soul all out of whack. Soul suicide is you going to have this own civil war. You know, in the in you know the most casuals, casualties we ever had in America was not Vietnam, as dreadful as that was. Not World War One, two. It was a civil war. Fighting ourselves. So the most casualties we're going to have is if we get into a war with ourselves. They war against the soul. Now that's not good. You know why that's not good? See, your spirit already knows this. Your spirit already says, hey, let's go with the things of God. It's about like you're born again, spirit. If you're born again, your spirit is saying, yeah, let's go with the things of God. It's your soul that's like, well... Paul said, I, I have this war within my members. It wasn't a spirit. It's just soul, that soul body thing here. Okay? And so, yeah, that crazy chick, the dizzy dude is like, hey. <laughs> right? So we got to abstain. So we must leave, live clean lives. Let me keep going here. We keep going so abandon the world abstain from evil number three was add to your faith 2nd Peter 1 give me that real quick 2nd Peter 1 verse 5 I won't, I won't read all that we read Sunday watch this 2nd Peter 5 verse 1 uh, 1 verse 5 through 8 but also for this very reason giving all diligence add to your faith what virtue, virtue, to, virtue. to virtue knowledge no, let's keep going to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, to perseverance, godliness. Keep going, please, to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, love. Verse 8, for if these things are yours and abound, you will be neither barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need to be barren. He's talking about spiritually here. We won't be unproductive. We'll be producing the peaceful fruit of righteousness. We'll be, we'll be producing what the Word says we're supposed to produce. So we must live complete lives. Now, I, I thought about this here on Sunday night when I went back just meditating over and thinking about what the Lord had said to us. And it came to me that those three steps there, the three the ends we gave you, abandoning, abstaining, and adding, those are the keys to transformation in any area of your, of your life. So it's worth having that written down somewhere. Yeah. Abandon abstain, add. If you want to change your life, it's abandon, abstain, add. If you want to lose weight, Abandoned, abandon, abstain, abstain add. add. In other words, I want to get healthy. They got to abandon, abstain, abstain add. add. Am I right about it? Yes. Anybody here you ever tried to lose weight? You ever tried? Yes, Whether successful or not, you, you tried. In the past, I tried. Why it didn't work, was because was because you tried to abstain without abandoning. You, come on! I know it. I, I, I can tell you because I know. I tried to cut out uh, certain foods because somebody said, "Hey, you cut these foods out, whatever." You lose weight, but I hadn't abandoned my mindset. So because I hadn't abandoned my mindset, I was operating over here on my willpower. My willpower ran out. And so I, I, I reintroduced myself to what I had been abstaining from. We had a sweet reunion. Sweet reunion. (laughs) So if I'm going to lose weight and get healthy, and this is what what has happened to us here in the last couple of years is what began to really actually get us transformed where we, okay, started now to slowly, progressively, all right, lose weight and get it together was, we realized, okay, we had to abandon our old mindset. That was the problem. So once we abandon our old mindset and got an got a understanding of how things work, now, because we've abandoned, now it's easy to abstain. And then, once you learn what you abstain from, you gotta now also know what to add. I can't just put aside all the bad and not put in the good. Come on now. That's one of the problems with some of these uh, high-fat, high-protein diets that getting into, like the ketos and all this kind of stuff like that, is you, you, you make the, take, take the risk of not adding enough of the vegetables, vegetables, depending on where you're from, veggies, that you need, you need all the fat, all the cheese, all the, all the protein, you're getting, packing up all that stuff, and you end up with keto flu, and and, and no, that's, that's for real a, a, a lipioid uh what's the lipioid pneumonia that's a, that's one of the dangers of keto is lipioid pneumonia you also there's something called there's all these uh, um f- body odors I won't say the names of them they they got some pretty raunchy I and mean, some stuff that comes why because you've 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 not added enough of the healthy things that you need. Okay, so. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop uh, smoking, drinking, cussing, and sleeping around. Yes, my willpower. Until. Something happened, I get in my feelings. I need a little drink. I need a little or oh, I need a little love. I need love. I need love. I need love. So y'all y'all don't even remember that one. Right? Need, right? You get it, you you need all that. And, and, and what you were abstaining from, you find yourself now, uh-oh, why? Because you didn't repent. Oh, I was sorry. Repent don't mean be sorry. Repent means change your mind. Repent means change your mind. People, we, we, we even grew up thinking repent means turn. Repent doesn't mean turn. Repent, if it, if it means turn, it's turn your thinking. Re, do again, pent, which is, which is to think. In, in Spanish, it's pensar, I think, is the word think. In pense in French, it's, it's, it's to think, to, to rethink so, when I repent, I rethink, I am abandoning my old mindset. Now, because I've abandoned my old mindset, now I see those things differently. I don't want to do that. Ugh. Ugh. So, now it becomes easy to abstain because I've abandoned. But here's what needs to happen. I gotta make sure I add some things now. I gotta add the fruit of patience. I gotta add the fruit of temperance. I gotta add some fruit of long suffering. I gotta add some fruit in there because if I don't, sin lies at the door. Are you hearing this here? See, so it doesn't matter. Uh, we can let's talk. Let's can we talk about your money? Can I talk about your money? Yes. I'm not going to be broke no more. I'm going to be out of debt and all of them, blim, blim, blim. I'm going to be a millionaire. Right? So I'm going to abstain from spending all my money. I ain't going to buy everything I see. I ain't going to buy everything I see now. I'm going I'm to abstain. I'm going to start cooking all the time. And <laughs> <laughs> I'ma start, I'm start carrying my lunch. Matter of fact, I'm gonna get the same brown bag, I'm gonna carry the same brown bag for the next three years. I'm gonna make me a bologna sandwich and some chips and, you know, a, a fruit, a fruit cup, and a and a, what you call them, a capriçon. I'm, I'm good. Grown man with a capri son going to work. Grown man with a then that don't work. You just take it. <laughs> so I'm going to abstain. And I ain't going to go, I ain't going to buy no clothes. I ain't going to do nothing, all the stuff I'm used to doing. But the problem is, if I've not abandoned my mindset when it comes to money, I've not retrained, I've not been transformed by the renewing of my mind, then as soon as the hottest new game comes out, you know, it's just one. It's just one. I just, it's one game. I can just get this one. It's all right. Oh, look! Look at those shoes, honey, 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 honey. Look at those shoes. You want me to have those shoes, don't you? put them on. Look, look at the, look look at that shoe, honey. Right? Right? Just whatever it is, you just, I deserve something, I just deserve it. So you stop abstaining. But if we go back and we abandon, renew our minds, understand Uh, Learn God's way of operating Not being our own suppliers Becoming a little flock again And then Okay now when I understand Wait a minute God supplies my needs God said if I seek him first Then he'll add all these things to me Then now I abstain Because I'm just going to wait on God I wait on
1: God.
0: Woo. Woo. God supplies my knees. No pressure. See, I, I dealt with over here. I abandoned all that covetousness. So over here, I don't have to get one just because Deke got one. I don't get jealous when Kirk and Latoya go to a new restaurant I ain't never been to. We went, Pastor. You been to so and so? No? You gotta go. I ain't gotta go nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody the other day was telling us about, about you gotta we because you know we we on we are Culver's kind of Culver's is our level. Oh, you gotta go to uh, what's that place? Burgermonger. Oh, they like Burgermonger. I'm like, oh, okay. They said Burgermonger put put uh, Culver's in the dirt for real. Oh yeah, let's look at the prices. I mean, for fifteen dollars versus eight, yeah, it should. It should put in the dirt. It, it, it should be. It it should have been eating dirt yesterday. That thing should have been for fifteen dollars. Yeah. Hey, it's six of us. So, but then you have to add something. I got to add this temperance. And finally, I got to add this temperance, this self-control here. I got to add this this patience. Oh, my goodness. I got to add this love because love is what's going to cause me to to bless somebody. Okay, I got to add all this because if I don't do that, then I'll go back to focus it on me. And what I was abstaining from, I'll be right back doing, and still in financial trouble, yes. deeper trouble. Deeper. Are y'all?
1: Yes.
0: Yes. Mm, mm, mm 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 Gigi, you see that that podium? She said, "I need one of them podiums." Like Dr. Lero was talking about one of the podiums of the day. He said, "That podium slide, boy, you can go everywhere. I said, "Oh, we already got one of those." <laughs> I'm, I got one up on Dr. Leroy. Put him slide. All right, go back to 2 verse 1, please. Hebrews 2, 1. Glory to God. That's what I'm telling you, that's how, that's how I talk to curtain. Like, do this two of y'all. All There's six of us. We can't roll like (laughs) y'all. Sushi. Publix has it. Five dollars on Wednesdays. (laughs) A courtside half price on Friday. (laughs) What you say? We're not there yet. One day, we'll be there. Praise the Lord. I just, you just keep taking good pictures. Just let us look at it. It's nice. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Hebrews two one. Are you back there? All right. Let me finish up here. Uh, I'm not going to finish, but let me just give you what, what I got time to get So what will keep us from drifting? It's, again, what Hebrews 2 once said. It's giving more earnest heed to the things we have heard. Giving more earnest heed. So it assumes you are giving heed. It assumes you're giving earnest heed. Then it tells us give more earnest heed. Uh, did you catch that progression? It assumes you're giving heed. Then it assumes you're giving earnest heed. And it's asking to give more earnest heed. Which means that we can probably assume there's some people who aren't giving earnest heed. And then there are some who aren't even giving heed. So for you and me, Lord, when it says give the more earnest heed, you're going to be labeled extreme. I don't know if y'all can handle that. I don't know if you can handle that. You're gonna be labeled and identified as extreme. I should say mislabeled and misidentified as extreme. Because it's not that you're a bit extreme, it's that you're just obeying the word. The problem is they aren't given earnest heed or heed. So when you're given more earnest heed, you look peculiar. You you must be a weirdo. You want those, those extreme you you want those radicals. People scared of radical uh, Islam. The church scared of radical Christianity. Oh, you too saved. <laughs> you super saved. I ain't super saved. I'm just giving more of this he. The Bible said don't this don't do that. I ain't gonna do that. The Bible said do this and said do that. What are you talking about? I'm just giving more of this he. I'm just doing what the book says do. I just want to make, I make it my aim to be well pleasing to God. Am I wrong if I obey God? I'd rather obey God than obey man. Isn't that what Peter and John told us those for? Hey, we much rather obey God than obey man. Jesus said, Jesus said this way, you all seek the honor that comes from man and you don't seek the honor that comes from God. When you see the honor of a man, you try to fit in with what man says. You fit in with their mold. You fit in with their shape. You go in with their culture. You you try to smooth your your way through. And and, and we cool, we cool. We ain't ain't cool. In fact, your Bible says, y'all read Proverbs. The Bible says the wicked are an abomination to the righteous. And the righteous are an abomination to the wicked. So if folk are through with you, they should be if they can't stand you no more because of how you live, praise the Lord. That ain't my problem, that's yours. I'm gonna live right. I'm gonna serve God. I'm gonna be me holy for he be be holy. Did you understand what I said? I'm gonna be holy because he is holy. If you don't wanna be holy, that's your choice. Yeah, you gotta stand before God later, I don't, I don't. I choose to stand before him every night. That's me, I do. I stand before God every night. God, if there's anything I've done or said or thought today that has been displeasing to you, I, this is my, I, every night, God, if there's anything I've done or said or thought that has been displeasing to you, I ask you to first let me know it. I don't ask him to forgive me first. I ask him, let me know. Show me where I have erred. Show me why I missed it. Cause I don't want to keep missing it. You know, you know, you know some, sometimes couples with your relationship, you can you know you, so you you can be making somebody mad and don't even realize you're making them mad at you because they, they didn't tell you how you're making them mad. You just they, you you know you just keep making them mad cause you know you know they get an attitude. You're like, oh, what what your attitude? Nothing. But they doing something. What's wrong? Nothing. It's oh, something wrong. Tell me, baby, what I keep doing. Yeah, come on. So I can get this right. So I ask God, hey, God, hey, tell me. Lord, reveal anything where I, where I blew it today. I want to know. And then what I'm going to do, now I'm going to confess that to you. Because you are faithful and just to forgive me of my sins and cleanse me from my unrighteousness. And I'm abandoning that. I won't do that anymore. And I know it ain't something like I don't slept around. I ain't doing that. I ain't drinking and cussing and smoking. But I may have said something out of the way to somebody. And I didn't realize it. It happens. You've done it. Don't look at me with them judgmental eyes. You've done it. You've said something out the way to somebody. Come on now. You got slick out the mouth one time, and you're like, "Ooh, I probably shouldn't have said it that way. I probably shouldn't have said it that way. My bad." So I've got to make sure I get more into the things we have heard lest we drift away. All right, let's finish here. Give me that same verse, please, in the CEV, please. In the CEV, Contemporary English Version. Now, again, you're going to be labeled extreme, but you can be sure you won't be drifting. Use extra caution. You know, err on the side of caution. If people say it don't take all that, okay, it may not take all that, but I'm just going to do all of that to be sure. This is just me this, this, this is my, my mindset see because I told you all this before see early on when I, when my I, in my uh, early Christianity when I was still carnal, I used to try to see if how close I could get to the edge of, of sin without falling over
1: I'm
0: just telling the truth Gershon. I'm just I tell the truth, I lie not. Well, the Bible say you can't fornicate, but I'm like, mm, mm. I'm just telling you, hey, I'm transparent. That's what you call me trans dad I'm your transparent I'm I'm clear I'm telling you straight up okay but now when I learn wait a minute that doesn't please God because it wasn't about my action or my inaction it was about my heart so what God I don't even want even my heart to be like that so now I want to see how close I can clean to God without suffocating Him. God, can you breathe? Yes. okay. I'm gonna stay close to you. I don't want to get out there, uh. Uh-huh. I'm deep. I'm like you on the eighth floor, uh-uh? Hey, y'all remember we, we, you know, we, we, we get in the new pier in St. Pete now, right? How many of y'all in the pier we had the old pier that it was that upside down pentagon uh, pyramid thing? You ever went on the top floor? On the top floor, they used to have this the, the little viewing things. You put the little quarter in there and you could look out. I ain't used those. I got on the top, got off the elevator. I was like, all right. Every once in a while, I try to get kind of a little close, like. That was five floors up, man. Went five floors up. I, I felt something like in here. That ever not happen to y'all? You get up on, on the heights, you start feeling some kind of way up in here? Mm-mm. No, I'm going to stay here in the safety zone here. Well, that's how I'm with God now. No, I get out there. No, I don't feel some kind of way. Get in the wrong atmosphere? Uh-uh. I'm going to stay over here. Hebrews 2, verse 1. C-E-V, Do you get that? Yes. All right, we must, read with me, please. Ready, read. We, we must give. Full what we're told, so we away. How much attention? Full okay, easy to read version, please. Easy to read version. Let's round this out. Ready, read. So, so we, must we, we, we must be more careful. So that, that we, we will not be, be pulled away from the true way. So you're in the true way now. So be careful so you don't get pulled away. Give me this finally in the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation. Ready? Read. This is why it is so crucial that we be all the more engaged and attentive to the truths that we have heard so that we do not drift off course. So be engaged. Be engaged. Oh, okay. I'm pulling this in. I'm, I'm going I'm to act on it. Yes. I'm going to hear it. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to act on it. Mm-hmm. That's what engagement looks like. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to do it. I don't even understand it all. Oh, God. Now, I was heard this guy was telling me about, the, some of y'all remember this, uh, this pastor here. He's still living. Do- Dr. Gordon. Yes. Dr. Joseph Gordon. Been here in St. Pete for many years preaching the gospel. And he had this saying. He has a saying that goes, I don't understand all the Bible. I don't understand everything in the Bible, but I believe every word of it. And I think that's a good good attitude. I may not understand all of it, but I believe every word of it. So when I see it, even if I don't understand it, all right, okay, I'm going to do that. I'll work on understanding it later or as I go. But if I see it, I'm going to do it. All right. Let me give you this definition here. Heed. from uh, Strong's G4337, pros echo, pros echo. means to bring to, to bring near. It means to bring a ship to land. This is what heed is. You're bringing that ship to land. You're bringing that ship, what, was, what would be drifting into a stable place here. To turn the mind to, to be attentive, to take heed, to apply oneself to. To attach oneself to, to hold or cleave to a person or thing. Here's the big part. To be given or addicted to. This is what I want you to see. To be given or addicted to. To devote thought and effort to. To be given or addicted to. So he's saying that all the more you ought to get addicted to this word. not just like it, but man, I got to have it. <laughs> People who are addicts of any, any vice, <laughs> they almost can't think about anything too much of anything else. It consumes their mind. If somebody's a drug addict, they, when they wake up first thing in the morning, if they've slept, is when, how can I get my next hit? If they're a gambling addict, they pass by 7-Eleven and say, "Get me a Slurpee." They sh- oh, hold on! <laughs> Somebody say, "Good morning, good morning." Oh man, this is great, man. It's like this single de Mayo. Single de Mayo, what's that? It's May fifth. Five five? <laughs> <laughs> what? What? You- <laughs> Oh, I cracked myself up. Five, five! <laughs> hey, straight, box, five. <laughs> and now watch this. If you know anybody's ever been an addict, addicts stay close to their vice. Wherever they wherever wherever they can get the supply from, they're gonna stay close to it. They're not gonna be way off somewhere. Because, because the moment that high wears off, they wanna go back and get it again. Now we're talking about being addicts to the word. <laughs> so what we must be doing then, if we give them more in the tea, if we're gonna be a better, bigger addicts to the word. So I got to stay close to this thing here. Hey, I ain't going to be off somewhere else. I need to make, be closer. Okay, okay we're going to town. All right, hey, get that, get that phone. We're going to be watching online. We're going to do something. And they do whatever it takes to scratch the itch. An addict will do whatever it takes to scratch the itch, to, the itch, to get that hit, to get that fix of whatever, whatever the vice is. Some people are shopping addicts. <laughs> It's it's just whatever, okay? I want to show you one one last example. One example of this and we're done. Job 23, verse 11 and 12. Job 23, verse 11 and 12. Everybody say, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. I'm an addict. addict. For For the word. For the things of God. My foot, this is Job. You remember blessed Job? Yes. Rich Job. Yes. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have kept his way and not turned aside. Keep going. I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. If you know anything about an addict, an addict thinks about their vice before they think about eating. Then they'll eat later. Come on, you've been outside the, the, the corner store, and somebody, hey, 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 bro, hey, hey, man, I'm hungry. Well, we we were in, we went to Culver's. Couple weeks ago, and uh, and this guy met us, came came met us at, at the car, to the car, on a bicycle, and this man said, "Hey man, hey bro, sir, hey, my wife and I, uh, where where your wife, bro? Oh, she over there. she's around there. All right, she mad at me. she's around there. We we sure is hungry. This is like we sure is hungry." I'm like, oh, you hungry? Okay, no, man, we at Culvers. I got you. Yeah, come on. Oh, my wife said, you know the man. I don't know who. Just get, just get a man ten dollars. Ten dollars? Oh, okay. Here's ten dollars. He said, oh, thank you, sir. God bless you. <laughs> so we go into Culvers, and I run into Mister Eric. And Eric, he he, 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 come around the corner, he got an arm full of food. I said, hey, Eric, how you doing? Where you going with the food? He said, oh, this guy here outside. He wants some, he wants, he said he was hungry. I said, God said he was hungry? Yeah. On a, uh, yeah, him and his wife. Him and his wife. On a bicycle? Yeah. Oh yeah, he gone. He got his arm full of food. When you're when you're an addict, all you can think about is your vice, more than your food. What God is asking us to do now that we non- we understand these angels are here to make sure we get our inheritance is get addicted like you've never been addicted in your life. Make sure you want this word more than you want your food. Why? Because that'll keep you from drifting off and it'll keep those angels working on bringing to pass every promise that God has spoken in our lives. He's going to make sure it gets done if we don't drift away. If we don't drift. But we got to start acting like addicts. and it's coming to pass. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're way over time. Did y'all receive that tonight? Did you appreciate it? You thank God for it? Did you enjoy it? Well, get on your feet and give the Lord Jesus Christ a great big hand of praise tonight. Thank you for his word and for his spirit in this place tonight. Thank you, Lord, Lord, for revelation truth. Thank Thank you, Lord, that we are established in the present truth, Oh, God we are not drifters or oh, we are stable in fact we declare we are addicts for your word addicts for the things of god we're not turning to the right hand or to the left we're not going after any other god to serve them we don't need any other gospel god if anybody preaches any other gospel, we call them a curse of god this is the gospel of jesus christ jesus is lord yes. to the glory of the father tonight we thank you that we are in the kingdom and we get to enjoy all the blessings of your kingdom. Now, Father, I pray for each person tonight who has heard and received the word, that the word will uh, be given free course in our lives to produce what you sent us to produce. And I pray that, God's blessings would overflow us, that you would increase us more and more and more. That our increase, Lord, will have no end. Hallelujah. Our prosperity will have no end, O oh God our manifestation will have no end, O oh God, and that our love and our devotion for you will have no end, O oh God, that we will never allow the things that you do in our lives to consume us, we'll not allow the deceitfulness of riches to enter in, we'll not allow the cares of, 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 uh, of this life to enter in, we'll not allow the desires for the things to enter in, God, and cause this word to become unfruitful in our lives. No, we want to be fruitful always, useful to you in this present world, now I pray that as we have heard this word, that it does produce, which you sent it to produce. I'm thanking that God, we are stronger than ever, stronger than ever, and we're going forward in the name of Jesus Christ. We do pray, Amen, amen. and Amen. Give our Father God one more big hand of praise tonight, if
1: you receive.